Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of of Mind Podcast, podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, Neil Villapiano, and a welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, really. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, Again, guys, obviously, since it's been well over a week since the last time the Devils were actually played a game, um, there isn't much to really report. But that being said, we did get one big piece of news over the last couple of days from practice that, you know, obviously involves one of our main players who has been out for a significant amount of time. So I would say that this probably will be a shorter episode. Um, It's going to mainly focus around the last couple of days, just news and notes, nothing really in the rumor mill that we haven't already talked about and things like that to report. And obviously you guys are hearing this on the day that the Devils return to the ice as they travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins um, in their first game in well over a week. So I'm obviously I'm just looking forward to watching Devils hockey again. And hopefully with the team being um, significantly healthier, um, by the time we reach Thursday, um, you know, maybe we could start being a little bit more competitive in these games. But as always, we have a bunch to talk about here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So we're going to kick things off with some news that we got on Tuesday. Now, the Devils had returned to practice after a few days off. After, you know, the majority of the weekend, they were off. And, uh, you know, I did wonder to myself if this was going to be a good thing for the Devils to have somewhat of a a little bit over a week break. And um, 
I did mention last week that the most beneficial thing is the fact that there's a good chance we might get a few guys back in the lineup and uh, be a little bit more healthier going into this next um, stretch of games. And we're still three, four weeks away from the trade deadline. So, uh, you know, there's obviously there, there isn't a whole lot that can really change with regards to the standings at this point. But uh, I think a lot of players know that there's very much the possibility that maybe they could get moved, even if they're not an unrestricted free agent. So I think everybody knows that they have a responsibility to go out there and try to perform. But the biggest news that we got was Dougie Hamilton returned to the ice wall. He, he had been basically practicing with the team. But what was different is that he was wearing a regular contact red jersey at practice and just after practice ended on Tuesday we got word from head coach Lindy Ruff and Dougie Hamilton then himself that he is indeed ready to go so he will be playing in his first game in a very very long time uh he will be playing on Thursday so that is a breath of fresh air in many ways because it just allows obviously the Devils to be healthier and gives Dougie Hamilton more of a chance to, uh, you know, get acclimated with, you know, the team build chemistry and things like that. And I understand how some of you guys might look at it and say, well, what exactly is the point? You know, what is the point of him coming back? What is the point of any of these guys coming back if the season is already lost? And I can sympathize with how you feel because you look at it like, what's the value? And I think the value, honestly, at the end of the day is simply that, you know, there just gives these guys an opportunity to continue to build chemistry. Dougie Hamilton is one of the guys that's part of our long-term core, and he has to build that chemistry with some of the other guys that are going to be here and trying to get acclimated to playing with the New Jersey Devils. And Dougie Hamilton obviously has gotten some bad luck this year, and I'm sure he would be the first one to tell you that things have not necessarily gone the way that he would hope or the fact that anybody would hope um, since the season began. But uh, this report actually came from Catherine Bogart, one of the people that covers the Devils. Uh, she wrote that Dougie Hamilton is ready to play and is expected to be in the Devils lineup for Thursday's game against the Penguins. And then uh, Dougie Hamilton, well, here was a quote from uh, Lindy Rupp saying, I'm looking forward to him being back in the lineup. Devils head coach Lindy Rupp said, I'm counting on him being in. I've had a conversation with him and he says he's ready to go and we're ready to put him back in the lineup. After seven long weeks without playing in the game, Dougie Hamilton is ready to get back in there and contribute. So it is crazy to think about that it's been seven weeks. I still remember the day that, uh, you know, all that crazy news came out, if you guys remember. Miles um, Wood was put on, you know, long-term IR because of a hip. We got word Jonathan Bernier was out for the year with a hip injury of his own. That Nico Keisher looked like originally he was going to be out long-term with an injury. And then Dougie Hamilton as well with his news. That was one of the most uh, difficult days for us as a fan base in quite some time with the amount of bad news that hit the team just before they played their game against the Bruins that same night. So that was kind of a, a tough day. And obviously it's, you know, the team has certainly, um, certainly fallen off uh, a significant amount since Dougie Hamilton has been out, but it is, it is nice to know that um, one of our main guys is going to be able to get back in the lineup and play. Um, Dougie actually spoke to the media. He says, it's always really hard to watch. You want to be out there through the good and the bad and going through everything with your teammates. So it's hard to be on the outside looking in. 
just for me, I'm excited to get back and playing. And, and again, from that little, that little snippet quote there, the thing that stands out to me is you want to be out there through the good and the bad and going through everything with your teammates. You know, at the end of the day, Dougie Hamilton understands that he signed a long-term deal to be here and that he has to get himself acclimated with the team and the organization and has to be out there to play to help this team turn this organization around and get us going in the right direction. And him being out for that long time, albeit not his fault, was a very, very unfortunate thing that uh, the team had to go through. But uh, hopefully now the defense has gotten a little bit better with Dougie Hamilton back in the lineup. Maybe that'll help out the goaltending a little bit. And again, just I think overall, just giving the team some energy, something that I feel like the team has lacked the last uh, several weeks. One aspect Hamilton has worked on with his return was finding the right equipment to protect his jaw and allow him to be comfortable playing. Uh, Dougie would go on to say, it's changed because of the healing of my jaw. At the start, I couldn't have any pressure on it, so I had to find something that had the pressure off it. But I couldn't play with that mask. I think it's at the point now where my jaw is solid and I'm able to put a pad on my chin and use that mask. I think there's three, four different masks and then just tweaking them and trying different things with those and different pads. I'm very thankful for the equipment trainers for working with me and helping me. So that's obviously something that uh, Hamilton made a point to talk about that said one of the reasons that it's taken a little bit longer than he would have liked to get himself feeling comfortable to play is just finding the right equipment, is to find the right mask with the helmet that's going to be comfortable for him, not going to be a distraction, and obviously continue to protect his jaw while he continues to play. And, and hopefully he doesn't have to go through anything significant like that moving forward. The other thing that uh, obviously is, is somewhat interesting is that throughout Tuesday's practice, Dougie was practicing, was paired with Jonas Siegenthaler. And uh, Lindy Ruff said the defensive pairing change was to help Hamilton and to set him up for success in his first game since January 2nd. Now, this makes perfect sense to me because, you know, some people may agree, some people may not, but Jonas Siegenthaler arguably is the best defenseman we've had this entire season. And I don't mean to knock on Dougie Hamilton, but again, the man has been out for seven weeks. So Siegenthaler has had to pick up the slack. And you look at his stats just from a defensive analytical perspective, he's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. And obviously we know that a lot of the accolades for defensemen and things like that are stat-based. But when you look at it from an analytical perspective, uh, Jonas Siegenthaler has been absolutely tremendous since the Devils acquired him at the deadline last year. And so you got to give Tom Fitzgerald a lot of credit for finding a lot of value in Jonas Siegenthaler and him thriving. And again, when I spoke to the Caps Chirp podcast and also just, you know, other people within the Capitals uh, organization, they obviously said that they love Siegenthaler, but the problem was is that, you know, number one, obviously he's playing behind Zdeno Chara at the time and that he never really could get an opportunity to play big time minutes. So coming to the Devils made a lot of sense for him because now he gets the chance to play some big minutes. Lindy Ruff would go on to say this. Siegenthaler has been one of our top defenders on the left side. This decision is probably to give him some help at the same time give him a real solid guy. That's been a guy we've counted on in every situation. Trying to supply a little support, Hamilton's wearing a full shield and we don't know how he's going to be. 
So part of that is probably putting him in the best place where he thinks he can succeed. Dougie Hamilton, I think, is a lot more of an offensive defenseman than a defensive defenseman, although I think he does a pretty good job of that as well. But Sigadar has been locked down our best defensive defenseman, you know, since the season began. And pairing him alongside Dougie Hamilton, I think, is a very, very good combo. It's not the combo that I think we expected at the beginning of the year when we talk about, you know, when it looked like it was going to be Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves. But I think Graves being partnered with um, with David Severson, I think has also been beneficial as well. So, you know, you find things as the season progresses, especially with guys going down, injuries here or there. And I think it's important to... Um, to look at that and say, okay, I think that, uh, you know, maybe pairing it this way could be a little bit more beneficial. And obviously we'll see how much success the Devils get out of it when they play on Thursday against the Penguins and both those guys are playing um, playing together. Hamilton also practiced with the second power play unit Tuesday, giving the defensemen reps at special teams. Prior to his injury, Hamilton was on the first power play unit and currently has seven power play points through 30 games, two goals, five assists. When asked about what went into the decision to finally say he was ready to come back, Hamilton discussed working with his doctors to decide what was right. Uh, Dougie said, talking to the doctors and surgeon and everything, it's, it's my proper healing time. I don't know if I'll feel normal for a while, but there's still some things that could take months. But I think it's at the point now where it's safe to play. Now that I got that green light, it's nice to have that I'm ready. Um, nice to have that I'm ready to start playing again. So um, I think what you're going to see early on is that Dougie Hamilton is going to slowly be brought back into the lineup. And what I mean by that is that he may not get the minutes that he was playing originally. Maybe he'll start on that second power play unit once we actually get things going again and start playing again. Um, but I think over time, as he plays more games, he gains that confidence and feels you know, safer and safer to play, then they're going to start ramping it up. So I think it's going to be a slow process um, from this point out and kind of going from there. And Dougie Hamilton mentioned it could take months for him to feel you know, 100%. So there's a good chance that probably by the time we reach next training camp going into next season, he'll be back to almost 100%, barring anything major happening from this point until next year. And, and you know, knock on wood, we don't get any more major things with um, with Dougie Hamilton, but that's obviously, you know, really, really good that uh, Dougie Hamilton's back in the lineup just kind of brings a little bit of a fresh air and hopefully he can, um, he can come into the lineup, help us out defensively, help us out offensively and just help the team in general, be more competitive, try to win some more games. Cause I've talked about it before that really the draft doesn't concern me. I don't really care where we finish. I would prefer the devils to win the rest of their games. That would make me feel like that the team is starting to progress in the right direction. That's the way I want. I want to see this team actually try to finish strong. I know people say, well, that could, you know, ultimately make it easier for the devils to keep Lindy Rupp after this year. I still think there's a very good chance he won't be back after this year. But at the same time, I think that, you know, us as fans, we just want to see this team start winning again. So I think that that's something that we all, you know, strive for and cheer for when we watch this team. But hopefully with Dougie Hamilton coming back into the lineup, we can start winning a little bit more. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. 
everyone could play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. So the next day, which was on Wednesday, um, we got somewhat of an update um, or more or less a report on uh, Andreas Janssen, who, um, if you remember a little while ago, he uh, got hurt in warmups and then didn't play and then was out and, you know, has been out since that point. Um, so we were kind of wondering for him as well when he would come back. Uh, Mark Chiampa uh, wrote this article for, NJ, for NJD.com, um, the Devils website. I uh, put this out on Wednesday. He said the breaking games couldn't have come at a better time for Devils forward Andreas Janssen, who missed two games just prior to the schedule pause. Janssen said, just trying to get back as quickly as possible. It wasn't that big because I left the game early, so it didn't have a chance to become too big. It was good to rest these two games. In addition to the break between games, Janssen has been a full participant in a handful of practices, including several that were an hour long during the period of times. He talked about how he was able to test his injury quite a bit with all the time on ice. Turning around, cutbacks, I know I can test every angle of it, so now it's good. Janssen is aware of the task ahead of the team now, with a lot of games between now and the end of the season, starting with back-to-back games and four games in five days, really get the legs going. So yeah, Devils after Thursday will then go immediately to Chicago to take on the Blackhawks in the rematch from uh, the home opener. And uh, obviously, I think a lot has changed between both teams, maybe a little bit more, um, maybe a little bit more from the Devils' perspective than the uh Blackhawks, since the Blackhawks have been struggling since the season began, the Devils got off to a good start, but obviously we, we all know the story by now. We've uh, Janssen would go on to say, we've got to take advantage of these days off. Everyone is recharged now. We've had some good practices, and now it's time to get back into it. So if you remember the last time the Devils had a break, which was the All-Star break, uh, the Devils came out and immediately did not look like that they had the energy. And, you know, Nico was talking about how frustrating it was that the team had all this energy and they weren't really – um, doing, you know, doing it. The, they weren't really playing as well as they wanted to. So obviously the Devils are going to be very, very fresh, but also somewhat rusty um, once they get back to playing. They're taking on a Penguins team they fought hard with, um, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday, but couldn't get the win. Um, so hopefully they're looking to try to bounce back and get some, uh, just get some, op- just get some confidence back and just trying to start win some more games. I think that's important. Um, so I do think that there's a very good chance that Janssen is going to be back in the lineup for uh, for Thursday's game. If not, I would expect him to be back in the lineup on on Friday. So that's good. Uh, we also got word that Yanni Kwokinen is still on injured reserve. 
uh, with a wrist injury. So, you know, I, I don't know what to say about that. I don't know how severe it is. I don't know how long he's going to be. I think it also is unfortunate because Yannick Flokin in his head, to, just, to put it bluntly, a very, very disappointing season. He has really, really struggled this year to find any sort of consistency. Not really sure exactly what the issue is or what's going on. I do attribute it to coaching and all that stuff. But um, it is kind of frustrating to see that a guy like Yanni Kwokinen, who showed a lot of promise uh, when he first came to the team, and then even last year, um, he hasn't really been able to get it going of late, uh, especially for the majority of this year. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, what happens with that? But obviously you're looking at it now. You're getting Dougie Hamilton back. You're getting Andreas Janssen back. I think this is really, really good that we're starting to get guys healthy and back into back into the lineup because I think it's very, very important. Now, uh, Mark Ciampa also wrote another article that came out later on in the afternoon on uh, on Wednesday. And uh, he had a couple of, you know, he, he, he wrote a little bit here with some quotes. It goes, the February break served the Devils well as an opportunity for a number of players to get healthy. Expected to the return to the lineup on Thursday in Pittsburgh are three very key components. And the other component that I did not mention is Jesper Brett, who was out for a couple of games with an injury, but now he's going to be fully healthy. So the Devils are getting a lot of, you know, getting at least two of their, of their main core guys back in the lineup. So obviously I personally feel more confident um, going into these next couple of games that were a little bit more at full strength. The fact we got some healthy players back is the biggest benefit of the break, stated Devils head coach Lindy Ruff. Got some rest. We had a pretty tough schedule going in. Really liked the skate this morning. The energy was great. So now we know we're hitting back-to-back games, and then we're going to come up with back-to-back games again. So obviously the schedule from just a scheduling standpoint is going to get a little tough once they get off this break. That leaves the Devils largely healthy as the Devils now enter a stretch of 32 games in their final 65 days, including the aforementioned four games and five nights to kick to kick it off once the Devils return. Still missing from the healthy list among skaters are Yanni Kwokinen, Tice Thompson. I completely forgot that Tice Thompson got hurt and he's still on IR. And obviously Miles Wood. Yanni Kwokinen has been a big part of our team. Tyce Thompson, who came in and played well for us, obviously suffered an injury that cost him pretty well the pretty well the rest of the year. So it looks like to me that Tyce Thompson's season is pretty much done. Um, added rough. But I mean, every team deals with that. So outside of one or two guys, we have a pretty complete lineup up front. But probably Miles is the biggest member of the crew right there. Mackenzie Blackwood remains on the shelf, and Jonathan Bernier is out for the season with a hip injury to round out the injury list. And yeah, we have no idea what's going on with, with Mackenzie Blackwood. The most recent update that we got came two or three weeks ago when Elliot Friedman said that uh, the Devils and Blackwood were looking at a potential, you know, second or third option on surgery to uh, to repair this heel. And I think that obviously that's something that pretty much tells me that there's a very good chance uh, Blackwood won't be back this year. So I mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again. We're going to see a lot of John Gillies. We're going to see a lot of, you know, Nico Dawes, uh, maybe even Akira Schmid again, who knows? Is there a possibility that the Devils could try to go after somebody at the deadline from goaltending perspective? Yeah, but I think that the only way it makes sense is that if you can get somebody that you're going to have for um, the year after. Because look, 
at the end of the day, the book, the, the you know, we still don't know if Blackwood is going to be the number one guy long term. And Jonathan Bernier, next year will be the final year of his two year contract that he signed. He's 34 years of age. It's, you know, that type of injury is not going to heal up as well as it may have about a decade ago. And you wonder to yourself if Jonathan Bernier is going to be dependable to be that 1B guy. And you, again, wonder if Blackwood can stay healthy. So I think it would behoove the Devils to start looking at other options for NHL-ready goaltenders via trade, free agency, or whatever, even though I don't think the free agency market is going to be that great this year. Um, I, I think you have to start looking at that. And I'm sure that, that uh, Tom Fitzgerald is. We still are waiting to see if something happens with regards to talking with the Canucks, like we mentioned in the last episode. So a lot can happen between now and obviously the um, the trade deadline. So I think that's something to uh, to keep in mind. But uh, again, I think it's just nice that we've gotten some of our core guys back in the lineup. We've just gotten some healthy bodies back in the lineup and we'll kind of go from there. I know Marion Studenich was the, the odd man out that uh, got put on waivers. So if he doesn't get picked up, which would be kind of a surprise if he did and would kind of suck because I still like the potential of married student each. But if he does clear, he'll end up going back to Utica, a Utica team that continues to kick absolute butt. I'm sure they're going to be looking forward to having uh, student each back in the lineup if he indeed um, if he indeed returns. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention was the uh, the lines of practice on Wednesday, which I think are going to be um, I think are going to be the closest that we're going to see to what we'll, we'll see on Thursday when they play the Penguins. Uh, you had Sharon Govich, Hughes, and Mercer on the first line. Zaka, Heischer, Brat. So you got the three best friends on the second line. Janssen, Boquist, Tatar, VC, McLeod, and Bastion. And then you have the two extra forwards, which were Geertsen and Studenich. And obviously Studenich will get, I think he was sent, I think he was put on waivers right after practice. Then you have the defensive pairing, Siegenthaler, Hamilton, Graves, Severson, uh, Smith, Subed, and then Yarosh and White as the two extra defensemen. And then you had Gillies and Nico Dawes. So it looks like that John Gillies will most likely get the start in, um, in Pittsburgh. Do I think that Nico Dawes will get one of these two games? I think there's a good chance. Um, but I will say this. I do think, again, also, it would be good for the Devils to just get another goaltender in here to allow Dawes to go down back to Utica and play out the rest of that season because they got a really good thing going down there. The development of those players is super, super key. And if they can make a long run and maybe even win the Calder Cup, I think that would just be a massive, massive um, w for this organization when it comes to developing and uh, you know creating a winning culture, even if it starts um, – in the minor league system, but I think that goes a long way. So that's really what, um, that's really what we're most likely going to see. Obviously the devils. I mean, look at the end of the day, we got like 30, 32 games left to go in the year at this point, guys, all we could do is just watch this, this team game by game, continue to cheer on as best as we can and kind of go from there. There really isn't much else I can really um, say, so that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the position that we're in right now, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But before I go, and obviously I think some of you guys have seen uh, the announcement that I made earlier last week, and I never got to it here on the podcast, so I should mention it. So last week I joined Behind the Puck, which is a website that just, you know, posts articles covering every team in the NHL. I joined Behind the Puck to be their New Jersey Devils writer. So I've already posted my first two articles. The first one came out talking about potential 
head coaching options if Lindy Ruff does indeed get fired at the end of the year. And then I posted one that came out on Wednesday that talked about the latest rumors involving the Devils and the Vancouver Canucks. So if you guys want to go check those out, you very well could just search behind the puck. There will be a section where um, where it says New Jersey Devils, and you'll see the articles that I posted. It'll be like at the NVP show. That will be uh, my handle for it. So you guys can go check those out. But thank you to uh, Behind the Puck for giving me the opportunity. I'm looking forward to continuing to dabble in the writing world and uh, you know expressing my opinion and my evaluation of things from a different perspective other than me just telling it to you guys on the podcast but i'm super super excited to go along with that and uh we'll see what uh, other articles i'm able to put out and what else happens this season and but again it's just good to get some healthy bodies in the lineup and hopefully we could be a little bit more competitive in the next 30 some odd games or so to wrap up the season